Welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to do one of the favorite things that we have done here so many times. We're going to talk to Fred Dodson. And the thing that we're going to talk about is springboarded off of the fact that we kind of got into this little domino trip thing that of uh, redoing some of the older audiobooks that have been out for a while. Fred rewrote some of Levels of Energy, and we've been mentioning on here that you can download or you can remove your files if you already have the audiobook and reload it with the new files from Audible. Then that led to, well, I could do the same for Parallel Universes of Self, although Fred has not changed anything, but I knew I could do it better. Plus, I'm just enjoying rereading it. So it's going to be a long game. It's a long book, and I'm just working it in. But we are working on that. So then I thought, well, let's just sit down and talk to Fred about Parallel Universes of Self, because I had this epiphany happen right at the very first chapter of some material that I had been familiar with but saw it through all new eyes. And then I know there's some cray-cray going on in the world right now as we're recording this, and we bring that in a little bit, too. So here is author, coach, teacher, seminar leader, Fred Dodson. So, Fred, welcome back to the podcast. You know, I'd, I'd like to take us on a nostalgic journey all the way back to number one, parallel universes of self. Are you willing to go play in parallel land for a few minutes? Yes, because I still love the book and I still follow its concepts after all these times they've still proven to be uh, valuable not only to myself but to there's still readers out there they've read the book for the first time and they're giving me feedback uh, about how great the book is and what happened to them and this and that and i'm like wow yeah that book is still out there and it's one of the best sellers still it's it's selling much, much more than the other books, yes. Well, it's timeless. I mean, you could have written it six months ago. I think it'll still apply in a 1,000 years, 10,000 years, 50,000 years down the line. Yeah, concepts are still there. Do you ever get people, though, who say that they have revisited the book and they heard or saw something for the very first time? All the time, because... Nobody reads a book in full attention. We kind of browse over what's not important to us at the time and tend to notice stuff that's relevant to us at the time. And a different time comes, a different phase of your life where other things are important. And then, of course, you suddenly notice this and this and this and this. Ascending in consciousness levels is about noticing more and more and more and more. To a place where you have total attention of everything simultaneously. And then there's the ability to, as we grow, come back and hear lines for concepts that all of a sudden strike us in a whole different way. I'm sure you see that in your coaching a lot, too. Why? Has something happened to you, Thomas, where mm -hmm. something strikes you in a totally different way? That happened. <laughs> So as you know, from your approval, we are re-narrating parallel universes of self because not that anything has changed, it can be better. So it's going to be better. And the mantra of the book is that you don't see the world as it is, you see the world as you are. And I saw something or I sensed something or I had a light bulb go off while I was narrating in those first couple of chapters 
that I just got that point in a whole different way. And particularly, I did a podcast on this here just recently that I told the story of looking at the stock market charts, working on some just some some day trade, very short-term day trading, and was having a tough go of it. And I realized that what I was doing is I was very much seeing the market and the chart the way I was, not the way it was. I mean, really, the market's pretty easy. If you buy things at a lower price and sell them at a higher price, you make money, right? How difficult is that? And yet, for some reason, there are all these challenges with trading in the markets. But yeah, so I was I was approaching it from how I am, realizing that every time I tried to make a trade, I'm bringing all my past stuff right to that moment. And I started looking then at what became a really deep exploration into my soul. Because the question is, well, then how am I seeing this? And boy, that's where all the stuff came up. Like fear, lack of confidence, like all the stuff, all that stuff that's been in there. It's amazing. All this work, you know, all this work for 10 years, well, 15 before we met, 10 with you. And still the onion is being peeled and layers are continuing to come off. Well, you can use an activity or a goal such as the stock market to bring up stuff. That's why you're really doing it. It has nothing to do with the stock market. It has to do with self-growth. And because you choose a higher challenge, that's why people don't want to choose a higher challenge because it brings up everything that is in the way of that higher challenge. Okay, I choose the stock market, and that's going to bring all of it up. All of it up. If you don't want it brought up, don't do the stock market. But I want to say something to the stock market because there are listeners out there that are into this kind of stuff. Of course, you need to view the stock market as no one with cold, with a cold analytical stare, as I like to say. Um, without your persona getting in the way, without your emotions getting in the way, without your desires and resistances getting in the way. I'm not saying you shouldn't have any of those. I don't want you to be a robot or anything, but you need to look at the stock market as it is, not as you are. So the world as it is, the real energy level of a thing. And if you bring too much of yourself into it, you're not going to see what's actually happening what's actually going on and so many people nowadays tell you this is what's actually going on and you also need to say shut up to those people because even that is a is a distraction from just observing right if you get silent and just observe you see what's going on and you don't need somebody telling you well what's actually happening and the truth is and the stock market is going to do this and it's going to crash it's not going to crash it's going to do that and that that just shut up, shut up and view it coldly, not as you are, not as that person is, but as the stock market is. And if you get sufficiently icy about the topic, then you'll do good in the stock market. Not to say that you should get icy about everything, on the contrary. That's how you run the stock market, not how you run a relationship. <laughs> Because people always, you know, I always have to add these things because people are so dumb. Fred said to get icy, period. No, get icy if you're doing the stock market. How much do you apply that 
separated distance, though, to everything. I mean, in some ways, isn't it beneficial if you, not coldly, empathetically, look at your relationship to not be absorbed in what might be interpretive drama that could be in the middle? Seems like it would be a good way to just be on the backside of that a little bit. I need to have the ability to identify and associate and get immersed, but also to take a step back and see the bigger picture. Life is both. I can't say, well, just view it coldly all the time, because then you're not going to be involved and you're not going to feel or experience anything. Uh, that's not really a life. You want to get passionate. You want to get into someone. Sometimes you get angry if you're passionate, you know. And if you get angry too often, like every day you have a temper tantrum, that's definitely too immersed. That person could use a little bit of ice, mental ice. But, you know, that, that's what spiritual work is all about. You develop fire in yourself. You develop ice in yourself. You develop water in yourself. You develop earth in yourself, all for different purposes. You're not just, oh, I'm an earth science. So I'm going to be earthy all the time. No, <laughs> you need to be fire, ice, water, earth at different times. You need to be able to go in and out. And not also just every all four at once, but in and out. You know, that's, that's the whole point of... Uh, that's really the whole point of self-development and self-improvement, the ability to do these things at the right time, to call upon things you've trained and been taught and be able to use them in the right moment. And if you, Thomas Miller, are not succeeding in the stock market, then I would add a little bit of ice to your mind. Yeah, see, I'm water, so I'm all emotional about it. So air... The element of air makes water icy. You see, I'm an air sign. I'm a double air sign. And uh, that's why I have the ability to be cold, very cold, <laughs> very unattached. So my challenge is to be more attached, more, you know, get. that's why I get into the water a lot so that I get that quality, physical water. You know, I go uh, swimming all the time. Watch those gators and those snakes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't swim in the lakes here. I went swimming in North Carolina recently, and that was beautiful because I could swim without the danger of gators. Without Every single eaten. lake here has gators in it. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I live near a lake that has 13,000 alligators in it. Oh, my goodness sakes. Wow. Yeah. Fred went swimming. He's now down to one leg. <laughs> Okay, so, wow, with anybody, when the lights go on on a new concept, it was there all along. We, when did we put this book out? 2014, I think. I put it out 2006. Yeah. So I first experienced it, you know, 10 years ago-ish, and that concept was right there. Actually, I, I, I based it on older books I'd written in another language that I wrote in the 1990s. So that's how old this stuff actually is. Well, like I say, it's timeless. I mean, you could you could carbon date it back to uh, 
the creation of, <laughs> of humankind, right? And extend sure. it out for a long, long time. So it really is truly timeless. Yeah, why did you make that kind of the sub-mantra, if you will, of parallel universes of self? You don't see the world the way it is. You see the world the way you are. How does that connect to parallel realities? If I become different or place different emphasis or notice different aspects of myself, then of course I'm going to perceive a different world. And I'm going to attract a different experience into my daily life reality. You attract and perceive according to what you're identified with. And it's great to experiment with this idea. You know, uh, whatever you're spiritually identified with, mentally identified with, you tend to see and attract. I compare that to different parallel universes, parallel versions of yourself. So this opened up a big, deep exploration into a lot of things for me. And we were kind of alluding to our wiring, our cosmic wiring. One of the things I've really noticed through that is that I am wired. I came so wired in this life to do this transformational work. So I feel like just the very process of this kind of thing, these ahas, these popcorn, boom, 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 is part of my journey. It's part of why I'm here. It's part of my path. And then sharing it out has become a part of my path. But the core part of the path is experiencing these transformations. Now, all of a sudden, I have a whole new way of starting to think and peel and change and all of that. So what are you saying? Step into new realities through the process of this discovery, I guess. That's the way it should be. You should go from um, reality to reality throughout your life, exploring one reality until it's uh, all experienced, and then you let go and you become someone else and experience something else, and so forth. We're not meant to get stuck in the same thing our entire life, in the same attitude, in the same uh, viewpoints. We're meant to expand. That's not to say that the old stuff we did and believed is bad. We can still keep that, but even with that, we can go into new lands you know i don't have to uh get rid of my wife to explore new lands i can explore new lands with her so i can take some of the old and then venture into the new i'll tell you what i was just blown away by the whole thing it has been amazing and so positive so uplifting on that you know i'm glad that it's such an old book hasn't been forgotten it's still being applied because people tend to be like, yeah, I've been there, done that, uh, what's next? But uh, sometimes what's next is the stuff you already know and read years ago. You can revisit and refresh that and you'll discover something brand new because you're at a different level of consciousness. So that's, that's great, really. I, I do that myself. I revisit books that I read 30 years ago, and I realize, hmm, I picked this book up when I was a teenager because that is really important to my soul. 
I'm just now, by the way, in the process of discovering that things that I was interested in as a child, um, I was supposed to be doing. And I'm now reconnecting to that. And I'm actually, my next book, I'm not going to tell you the title. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. But my next book is the book, the book I was supposed to write. And you'll be surprised, has not much to do with the uh, books I've written so far. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Books I've written so far. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I think a lot of us are coming back as this consciousness continues to change that a lot of us are coming back to those core. And then the question is, who is Fred Dodson 2023 versus Fred Dodson back then? Completely different person, right? In many ways. Completely different person, but the essence is still the same. And there's been the realization that I actually knew stuff when I was a kid that I had forgotten in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. And now that I'm getting close to my 50s, I'm remembering because in your 50s, you're getting closer to the afterlife. And I'm starting to remember what I believed as a kid. And I'm wondering, why did I ignore all of that? Why did I forget about it? I knew it all. I knew it all when I was four and five years old. And I just uh, pretended that I didn't. So the essence is, is, the essence does stay the same. The masks change, the roles change, the identities change, but the essence is still there. I'd love your take on this. Um, well, talk about parallel universes. I mean, this is so parallel timelines that people are talking a lot about right now. You see it a lot online, especially in the, you know, they say the metaphysical or the new age kind of communities. Dolores Cannon really, I guess, coined these terms of these 3D, 4D, 5D timelines. Um, I don't know about that, but somebody in our Facebook listeners private group the other day said that she's a chiropractor. And now this is late August 2023. She said that seeing patients in her office on a weekday, that it literally was raining. She has a rectangular-shaped building, I guess, that goes back so the waiting room is on one end of the rectangle the long way. She said that it was raining in the first half of the building, and patients would go to the back side of the building, and it was a clear sky. And she was pretty blown away by this, and she had people witness it. So it's like, you know, you think like uh, in the Bible, there was one of the uh, revivals, I guess, that the apostles were doing, and they got accused of being drunk. <laughs> They said, no, it was the middle of the day. We weren't drunk. No, she was seeing patients. People confirmed this. I like that so much. That's, that's so beautiful. A wall of rain happened to me before, once before in my life. And something else weird happened to me the other day, if I may share. I have this uh, chalkboard. Instead of a TV as the center of my living room, I have this chalkboard where I put up my intention for the week or the month or the year or whatever. And the other day, I put up a brand new intention. I hung it up. Okay. A few hours later, a thunderstorm came, and I saw lightning strike right through the living room, <laughs> right at the chalkboard. The chalkboard flew down, <laughs> smacked on the floor, breaking the whole thing. 
I've never seen anything like this my entire life. Okay. I've never, this is new. This is next level craziness. And then I looked up and I said, okay, I get it. That's not the right goal. Okay. So I took back the goal. I said, I take it back. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Scratch that. And that's okay because I was having um, doubts whether it's the right goal. I'm not going to share what it is again, but I was having my doubts, and it's fantastic that that it was shown to me in that way. That is next level crazy. I've never even seen any lightning come into my place. Period. Right. Ever. So, yeah. Not to mention directly to that uh, chalkboard and boom. Do you think we are changing timelines? Do you think Dolores was onto something that there is a higher consciousness that we are pursuing and that some people are on their way there? So they're seeing rain in one half of the building and lightning coming in the other half and this kind of thing. Do you think this is happening? Yeah, it started a while ago. Uh, the world is so much weirder than it was just 10 years ago. Absolutely, obviously, to me at least. Um, things such as I just described didn't happen to me my entire life. But we're at such a consciousness now where this can just happen. And I'm like, okay. Or we're at such a consciousness where they can announce on the news, on mainstream media, that they've discovered uh, UFOs, aliens, blah, 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 that they're all real and nobody cares right? Literally nobody cares. That's the consciousness we're at right now. If you would have done this news 30 years ago, people would have gone crazy. There would be mass hysteria. What? The government said UFOs and aliens are real. What's going on? And it's 2023. And they said that a few weeks ago on mainstream news. And nobody really cared. Like, yeah, so what? Um, you know, I have my own business to do. I, I got to get on with my life. And I don't trust the government anyway. I don't care what the government says. And that's a, definitely a new consciousness. It's a parallel timeline that is unlike where we were before, collectively even. It's uh, unlike the things, the, the, the things happening in the world right now are unlike anything I've ever seen. And people tell me this all the time. They say, Fred... I'm seeing things and experiencing things. This is unbelievable. What is happening? What is going on? Like, I don't know what's going on, but it sure is interesting. <laughs> and that's a good attitude to have, you know, instead of the fear-mongering attitude. Have the attitude, I don't know, but it sure is interesting. It sure is beautiful in a way. Well, and how we play the consciousness for ourselves. Here's the other one that I've been seeing or hearing. You probably have too. People will say, people who have been lifelong friends all of a sudden are falling away. And it seems to be on this split of consciousness. People that are not on this kind of spiritual path and people who are, they're trying to pursue a higher timeline, are separating. And the friendships are just dissolving, sometimes through conflict or sometimes just falling away. Yes, and things that were thought to be so, so important turn out to be totally irrelevant to you. And that's that's a sign of things moving more quickly, shifting around more quickly, this time for real. I mean, New Agers have been saying this since like 30 years, but it wasn't real. They kept saying, oh, the energy is shifting and this is shifting. And uh, 
it wasn't real because it wasn't happening. Things were pretty stagnant, actually. But now it's for real. Now it's really, things are sliding and we don't know where. Are they sliding up or down? And when you don't even know, that's fun. What's fun about it is that things are so quickly changing. I'm also, I also have the feeling that uh, people much more easily understand these concepts than they used to. I've already told you this. It's uh, much easier to do coaching these days. It's um, maybe through uh, mass exposure through social media. That probably helped. Everybody's communicating with each other on social media. We're no longer compartmentalized into, okay, these are the um, New Agers, and these are the Christians, and these are the atheists, and these are the Muslims. None of that. Everybody's comparing notes all the time. And of course, that changes the consciousness. You can no longer categorize and, 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 and put people into little drawers, you know, because people are communicating. And that's what's uh, caused some of the change that's been happening. And there's also, there's so much weirdness every day, Thomas, every single day. I, I could, uh, I don't, I, I've quit talking about it because people, some people literally don't believe me. Okay, so I just, I don't even mention it. Who's going to believe that uh, lightning struck down my goal? <laughs> right? Stuff like this happens, and I just shut up about it. So I'd say some of us are experiencing that. Not all of us are, but some of us are experiencing what Dolores Cannon has been talking about. You know, the other one I hear quite a bit is not only the friends and the th- the changes that you're talking about, but you mentioned the community. You mentioned people, the thing that I'm hearing, people who are on their highest path. Now, the A-team players want to congregate together more now, even if it's online, if they're not geographically with other people. But it's like high-conscious pursuers want to be around other high-conscious pursuers. Yeah, it's happening. That's already happening more than ever. Uh, we want to be around our own kind, around aware people, kind people, open-minded people. And we're, um, we're actually, we're fed up with uh, the old ways. There's a lot of old ways that we're just fed up with and they no longer resonate. Corporate jargon no longer resonates. Politics no longer resonates. (laughs) Um, Those are two. Corporate jargon, politics, what else? Um, People telling us what to think or do no longer resonates. (laughs) How tired tired are we of people telling us what is allowed to say and what we're not allowed to say? Um, Totally ridiculous, okay? That's so of the past. That's so 1990s. That's so 2010s, actually. <laughs> um, nobody's going to tell us what to think, what we're allowed to say, what we're not allowed to say, what we're allowed to discuss, what fits to this and what doesn't fit to this. We want to get together and go to the next level. And we want to get rid of the people, actually. that uh, We want to get rid of the oppressing influence. You know, We want to take back our economy through small business, through positive business. Um, We want to create a parallel economy these days. 
We want to file lawsuits against people who don't want to abide by the law. We want to do spiritual work. We want community with others doing spiritual work. We want health, genuine health solutions, not the pharma industry. We want real health. We want to learn about our real history. We want real citizen journalism. We're not interested in legacy journalism anymore. Nobody's interested in that anymore. I don't even know why these businesses are still up. I don't know anybody who's actually a fervent believer in mainstream uh, <laughs> media. We want citizen journalism by real people. That's, that's what we like. And that's, that's the next years. That's what we want in the next years. And all these are signs of a radical shift of consciousness. I don't even know if people realize how radical consciousness has already shifted. People talk about it's coming, the change is coming. It's come already. It's already there. It's we're in the middle of it. How radically have things changed in the last years alone? I mean, unbelievable, okay? Things, we can discuss things now that we weren't able to discuss just a couple of years ago. The book I'm writing right now, I feel comfortable in writing. I wouldn't have felt comfortable in writing it five years ago. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I can tell you for sure I would not have felt comfortable putting that book out. And now I'm like, oh, no problem at all. You're describing what in the astrological community they talk about as being Pluto getting ready to move into the sign of Aquarius. Radical changes over the next 20 years. Fundamental shifts. Age of Aquarius. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> the whole model of technology, don't tell me what to do, radical transformations, big shifts. Yeah. Also authoritarianism. And that's the one that we're watching over our shoulder. But yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Aquariuses are both authoritarian and anti-authoritarian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's two sides of the same coin, right? It's don't tell me what yeah. to do is one side of but the coin. do what I say. <laughs> the other side is, yeah, <laughs> only do what I say. <laughs> the heavy hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. uh, we're moving in that direction. Well, it's a great time to revisit Parallel Universes of Self. So I'm honored to be re-narrating it. I'm putting everything I've got into it. It's not going to happen fast, but at some point down in the future, you'll be able to re-download your audiobook files, and you'll have the new version, not new material, just a new narration, and it's going to be great. And I would highly recommend you pick it up if you don't have the book or the audiobook, your preference, and revisit Parallel Universes of Self. Fred, thank you so much. This has been great. You're welcome, Thomas. And greetings to all of your listeners. May you find peace, prosperity, and happiness now, always, and forever. Namaste. Thank you. You know, I'm reminded if you go back to podcast number 281. It's dated March 7th, 2022, but it's number 281. We did two interviews following the Reality Creation Seminar in Orlando. That was the first seminar coming out of the pandemic, but has two very powerful stories, how people applied the concepts of parallel universes. If you haven't heard that, you might go catch it. And if you have heard it, it's worth a re-listen over and over. I have several times. 
The book is not ready, not near ready now, but it will be later, and we will let you know on the podcast when you can change those files out for the new ones. And if you haven't ever listened to Parallel Universes of Self, oh boy, it's kind of the starting place. Available on audible.com without a subscription. You don't have to have a subscription to buy these books. You can do it. I don't. I don't have a subscription, and I've got a bunch of audiobooks in there. The library does not require it. You can buy them one off, and then you can also get them on Apple Books, formerly known as iTunes. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening so much, you guys. And thank you, Fred, for the time. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.